0: CIO Talk Radio is brought to you by HP and Siemens Smart Grid. Welcome to CIO Talk Radio with your host, Sun All. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sun Joke
1: All. Hello and uh, welcome to CIO Talk Radio. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. And as always, we invite you to join the discussion on Twitter, hashtag CTRLive, and look for the show as hashtag CDO. Today's topic is the ear of the Chief Digital Officer, and our guests for today's show are Sergio Corbo, who's the former CMO, which is Chief Marketing Officer with GE Energy Management Industrial Solutions. Good morning, Sergio. How are you? Good morning. Very well. Thanks for having me. Oh, great to have you. And we also have David Matheson, who's the founder of the Chief Digital Officer Club and the curator of the CDO Summit, which is convening for 2014 in New York, April 22nd and 23rd. And listeners, by the way, you are you are eligible to receive or you can receive a $500 discount on registration for the CDO Summit by visiting cdosummit.com slash registration and typing in the promo code CIOTalk in one word, in all caps welcome to the show both of you uh, so life is treating you good dave and sergio that's, that's
2: excellent.
1: very good very good now everything in digital today and business wants to be all over it and uh, but it entails so much that business is looking for a hero to step in almost and tackle it all and really drive value That hero is the chief digital officer, and to see this new role, it's exciting to think about, but is this the year for the CDO where this role really becomes key? That's what we would like to explore today. So David, starting with you, why do you think anyone is looking for this role? Yes, we know that digital is the way to go for any and every business nowadays, whether small or large. But we had been uh, carrying our business along relatively okay. Was there a gap which was either found recently or it was becoming more painful that that triggered this uh,
2: role? Yeah, it's a good question. I always tend to back up with the numbers, you know, and I'm tracking the numbers on the hiring of chief digital officers globally. And, you know, we've seen since 2005 when the first CDO was hired at MTV, Jason Hirschhorn there's been a doubling of CDO hires every year since 2005. So we had, you know, a couple in 2006, five in 2007. And then last year at the end of 2013, just a couple of months ago, we had about 500 CDOs globally. So I'm projecting since we've been doubling every year that there's probably going to be about 1,000 very conservatively by the end of this year. Now, I know there's an IT component to your show and, and CIOs who listen to the show, uh, Gartner, which, uh, as most of you know, holds the Gardner Symposium every year, and the CDO was the, the talk of the symposium. And Gartner is actually projecting that we're not only going to triple this year in CDO hires, but we're actually we're not only going to double, but we're actually going to triple in CDO hires because they're expecting about another 500 people who are in the CIO track who may either be taking on this role and responsibilities, maybe not the title, but may actually also be taking on the title themselves. So from a point where we only had a couple of hundred you know back in 2012 to uh to this year where we may have as much as 1500 CDOs yeah the hiring is crazy now the the question is as you asked you know what's the pain point why are we seeing these hires and I think you you also rightly pointed out that this is because there's a disruption in every industry we've really not seen this, and you know I've been around the internet since you know way before the world wide web, so you know we're talking about the late eighties into the nineties when I was practicing this with Reuters and trying to help them get their content over the net but um the first the first hire of a chief digital officer is pretty illustrative of the fact since it was m t v Uh, that music was the first real industry that got impacted by, by digital and digital disruption. They waited a couple of years, you know, certainly 1999 was the head of, uh, you know, Napster and things like that. And MTV didn't hire a first CDO until 2005. But you've just seen this tremendous growth in almost every field. And that's why, as I said, I think you rightly point out that there's a disruption in every industry from education to retail to consumer packaged goods and not just the music industry anymore. Uh, everyone's at risk at this point. Sergio, the
1: smartest of us sometimes scratch our heads that what on earth is this person going to do or this role going to do when you have CIO, CEO, CMO, CFO, COO, everyone there positioned to take specific areas within an organization and run them well, have traditionally created results as well, even when the digital was here and digital is here today. What's what's the delta? What are we trying – what void are we trying to fill?
3: Sure. I think the conversation is coming from the customer. I've always been a customer advocate. I've always been proficient in uh, digital stuff. From the very beginning of, of my career, I was doing research and using the predecessor of the World Wide Web. I've always been interested in digital technology, but because of the fact that I worked in industrial companies, my experience has always been digital belongs to a feature of the product whenever it applies. It doesn't belong to the way we interact with customers. Things have changed. Over time, there's been a, a dramatic evolution. We heard this from uh, from David, right? And it has been a dramatic evolution. The customer is asking for that. Companies are finding out that their customers are digitally proficient, and one more. Customer experience digital in every part of their life. They see that this leads to a faster and simplified set of solutions to their problems. So they want to they want to see this more in everything and in every aspect from their vendors. So that's why we need the chief digital officer. The, C- the chief digital officer is must be responsible for everything that has to do with digital systems and platforms to engage the customer. And when all of that is missing, when all of that is not the realm of the CMO and is not the realm of the CIO because each of them is focused on something specifically <laughs> different, that's when you need a CDO. So in essence, you can find out the CMO is responsible for the way the company engages with customers at all levels, but now there is a new digital channel. Well, that's when you probably need a CDO if you find out that um, through a litmus test that 60%, for example, of your transactions are now happening before there is a contact with your sales rep the customer goes online or uses some digital tool that you have quickly implemented over the years. And in many cases, this is more of a discovery, a surprise for companies. And that's why they're rushing to this. And that's why we're getting the numbers from David. And I'm very curious to hear more from what he has in terms of stats.
1: So, Dave, when you look at uh, what Serge, the way Sergio explained, if you were to write a, a post on the day in the life of a CDO, What would this person do? Would the person be looking at the gaps which were left unfilled by CMO and say, give me that, and I will take it on my plate? Go to CIO and say, these are areas in the digital domain, which even if you've tried to deal with, but because you are an enterprise officer who's dealing with primarily information, you may have lost touch with the context in which that information is being used. Maybe that's what you have to give me. So which all areas – are essentially being itemized and pulled away from these respective camps and put on CDO's plate.
2: So, right, a great example, um, you know, I spent 2 years putting together a chief digital officer talent map where I looked at, you know, where are these people, what are they doing, what are their salaries, you know, what's the compensation structure, how many people are being hired and where globally. And anyone who's listening can pull this down for free from, you know, either go to cdoclub.com or cdosummit.com in the upper right corner you'll see a link to download this CDO talent map and I'm actually updating it for my upcoming summit uh, the CDO summit takes place in just 20 days and uh, I'm updating that uh, document for for that summit but directly to answer your question on what are the roles and responsibilities and the differences between the CIO CMO and CDO let's start with the CIO first cuz quite frankly you know a lot of people are saying this position is disappearing into the cloud even Gartner is predicting that this position is going away But let me tell you something. Even if you move your stuff to the cloud, there's certain stuff that companies don't want in the cloud. It's proprietary information. It's highly confidential. You know, banks, for example, they want to make sure that their data, certain parts of certain segments of their data, remains hosted on site. And, you know, when a disaster occurs, you know, God forbid, or when there is a catastrophic event, you're certainly not going to be calling the chief digital officer. (laughs) You know, the, the CIO position is still incredibly um challenging and difficult with all the things that they have to manage, but let's square it away and say, what's the CIO traditionally handling? They're handling the back office stuff, security, compliance, you know, risk, making sure that uh, everyone's connected to the internet, and everybody has the applications and the networks that they need in order to get their jobs done. Chief Digital Officer generally doesn't do that. Let's look at the marketing function. The CMO traditionally has been in charge of omnichannel outreach right traditional outreach to the customer using traditional radio television print advertisements and now of course all of the touch points not only on the web through the website as well as mobile applications and um, and mobile data so the cmo is still in charge of the brand you know from end to end they're in charge of the customer relationship so what does that leave for the chief digital officer well what we're seeing is there's been a gap in that um chief digital officers to date, and again this is mostly in for profit companies. We're not talking about advertising agencies, uh municipal government or education, which the responsibility of of a CDO are a little bit different, but in for profit companies you're generally seeing chief digital officers come in to run a digital business. These are people who have general management background, they have PNL in their background, they have PNL experience. They have experience building a business and running a digital business. Now, in some cases, like in the media, they're tasked with taking analog data and print data and figuring out how to turn that into digital assets that can be put up on the web or put through mobile devices so people can view that data. So uh, generally, the CIO is not responsible for that. You know, They're usually looking internally, not looking externally toward the customer, as Sergio pointed out. And the CMO has generally not been in charge of building a business. They've been in charge of the relationship with the customer and owning the brand, but they've generally not been in charge of you know, having general management responsibilities. So I don't want to get too deep into detail, but I think that's where we see some of the big differences in the roles and responsibilities. I'd be interested in hearing Sergio's perspective on that.
3: Sergio? Yeah, I, I agree with this. I think uh, the chief digital officer needs to be a business leader. Uh, in many cases, this is a parallel path, right? You're building something that is completely different from the existing organization. Um, in fact, I think out of our conversation, I want to throw something else in. It's the chief commercial officer, right? The chief commercial officer is responsible for delivering the transaction to the customers. That role has to change too, and they has to interact with the chief digital officer. Uh, the CDO is somebody that is bringing... More direct transaction to the customers and therefore the experience that is delivered to the customer may be multifaceted, right? May include something that is digital and may include an interaction with the commercial organization. At that point, the chief commercial officer needs to be part of the discussion because it's part of this new business that is being built and run by the chief digital officer.
1: Now, both of your responses looks like that all the fun stuff is going to be done okay. by the CDO. So so the thing is that CIOs are done tinkering with hardware, software, security, compliance. I'm not saying that done in the sense they have kind of almost nailed it in most cases. Yes, there will be firefighting, but they are also being charged to do more innovation and growth. CMOs, on the other hand, are, of course, doing taking care of the brand and the messaging and the way the, the, the company is perceived, how the experience is created, Is this person supposed to be putting the plumbing in place or is supposed to uh, make sure what fluid flows through that plumbing? Let's, Let's differentiate that. So, Dave, what do you think is the case here? Is the I person so. creating a direct plumbing to the direct individual, like suppose Dell did, uh, direct to consumer and they built a billion, multi-billion dollar business out of it. So do you think, uh, the Dell CEO might have thought I should get a CDO for them to create it? Is that where you're going with this?
2: You know, it's interesting that some, some of the companies that have been the most successful that have had, that do currently have CDOs and CIOs and CMOs, uh, are the most successful when they're all working together, right? Because the CDO is generally not in charge of the plumbing or, you know, uh the the back end, but let's look at Starbucks. You know, uh Adam Brotman is Chief Digital Officer at Starbucks and years ago Stephen gillette was CIO there and uh Stephen went on to become CDO at Best Buy. Stephen is now COO at Semantic. But that working relationship and still Adam Bratman at uh Starbucks as CDO still has a tremendously successful working relationship with the CIO and together I think it's you know for example they needed to uh they wanted to do a deal with Square you know the payments processing system the mobile payments processing system um and uh in order to do that they basically needed to revamp their entire back end you know their point of sale system was so Outdated in the stores and in the back end that they really needed to redo the infrastructure. That's typically not the job of a chief digital officer. You really have the CIO that's in charge of large scale enterprise applications like that. So, it, you know, in fact, that's, that is what happened. They retooled the back end and they were able to do that square deal. Now you can use your mobile phone to purchase coffee at, a, at select Starbucks locations. And they're plugging in all different kinds of things on top of that platform. So that, to me, is the perfect example of how the CIO and the CDO work together for success for our customer, as Sergio pointed out. And then the CMO is in charge of getting the message out about that opportunity. And uh, I want to point out, too, I did uh, top 10 CDOs on Twitter and a top ten cdo's by cloud score you can see these on uh, cdoclub.com and what i found was that cdo's are generally not the people who are doing a lot of social media either and again i want to point out the differentiation is it's usually at for profit companies in education and in municipal government like rachel hot here in new york or perry hewitt at harvard university it's a little bit different in that they do kind of own social as well But in most cases, the CMO still owns social. So as far as the fun stuff goes, as you pointed out earlier, you know, the CMO still has some fun stuff to work on if you consider, you know, Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and Pinterest and Instagram fun.
1: Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And then um, let's try to further qualify whether the CDO will eventually evolve to be a strategist or a person who everyone will look up to execute on those strategies or a combination of the two. Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back.
4: The U.S. and Canada represent just 5% of the global population, but collectively we consume about 35% of the world's resources. Supply is not keeping up with demand, so change is not an option, it's imperative. Siemens brings knowledge to power through modernization, responsible energy consumption, and greening the grid projects. Siemens Smart Grid has the answers. Just Google, lead the charge portal.
0: If you have a question or comment, call toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Here's Sanjog All.
1: Welcome back. So strategy versus execution or a combination of the two. So Sergio, what is the CDO supposed to be doing? Painting pretty pictures, blueprinting? and then handing it over to a bunch of execution folks, or take the accountability and responsibility of making it happen, or, the, or both?
3: I always say the strategy is obsolete when you hit print. Uh, so before it gets out of the printer, it's already obsolete. You need to get into execution. You never find out whether a strategy is good. So the chief digital officer should own both. Uh, in some cases, there is a strategy that is set out there, and by the company, and that's when the company feels the need to hire the chief digital officer. In some other cases, the chief digital officer needs to prove uh, that there is an, an opportunity there. So once it's hired, uh, it needs to build the entire story. Um, I'll tell you a little anecdotal thing that, uh, that I worked on a few years ago. Uh, I was looking at digital ways to engage with the customer, and uh, in my words, safety is a very important thing. I look for other words where safety was uh, was very important. Imagine I'm working with big machines, big tools, right, big, big equipment, and uh, my customers are contractors, uh, are are large end users that do major installations, oil and gas, mining, right, those type of things, uh, critical power in hospitals and data centers. And how do I bring the word safety in a completely different way, in a digital way? Well, I looked at. Uh, something that existed in the uh, aerospace industry, the airlines. You have a pilot that is there on the plane. The way you make sure that the plane is at its safest is by training this pilot, right? And the way you train the pilot is you put in a flight simulator, which is a video game on steroids. And so I thought about working with my team to create something very experimental. I took some skunk money, very little money, and we, did, uh, we created a video game. We did that in China. Uh, we used local developers there. It didn't work quite well, but it kind of proved the point. I was trying to get the customers to get more excited about testing something that has never been done before in a completely digital way. And so that that experience that was not completely real will merge with a possibly real experience of touching the product. And those two things with time will become proficient in within the customer so that the customer would operate safely those machines. Um, that was an interesting experiment. I learned later on that if you blend digital and real experience, so touching the product, operating the product, and actually virtual reality, augmented virtual reality, completely digital there, after a few weeks, the person that has done that will feel that the entire experiment, the entire thing was real. That's wonderful, right? You do not need to fully develop a product. If you're thinking about development in this particular case, you can do something that is real and something that is digital and come up with something that is desirable for the customer, and that's a a rapid way of testing it. So digital has a lot of uses, a lot of tools within the company to create a complete new business of engaging the customer.
1: So in a way, Sergio, what you're saying, and and Dave, I'm going to come to you on this one. Are we saying CDO is synonymous to Steve Jobs floating around in each company where people would be wowed with innovation which was never even – Contemplated by the customer as something that we could get and can leverage. And yes, that would be experiments. Some experiments would work, others would not. But this person is a visionary, a creator, someone who's going to look at things where there is no box. No, not forget about out of the box. There is no box and the person will totally come out with that innovation. And once that experience is proven and then commercialization and other things are handed over to the rest of the business. Is that what Dave, you think? a CDO will be able to deliver?
2: Yeah, and I think it's been proven out in the market. You know, and to, to go back to your original question, Sergio, on are these people strategists or are they executing? And if you look at the canary in the coal mine, right, the first hire was in media. And then after that, it exploded in the advertising space. I mean, there, of the hundreds of CDOs on earth right now, 40% of them are in the advertising space. So we can kind of use that as a guide to the later industries that have been disrupted, by that I mean education. You know, the higher education, uh, industry has really only been disrupted by the MOOCs and other things, massively open online courses like Coursera and, uh, U- Udacity and TEDx, uh, uh, edX and others. Um, uh, and same thing in retail. So in the beginning, in the advertising sector and in the media sector, you did see a lot of people who are strategists, right? It was only natural. They were coming in to try to figure out Okay, what do we need to do to better serve the client in a digital age and in a mobile age? And after a while, as Sergio rightly points out, you know, that strategic direction needs to have an executive component and you do need to be more of uh, someone who's going to roll your sleeves up and be a hands-on operator. And we saw that again in the advertising industry. We saw lots of people who in the beginning only lasted maybe a year or two, and then they made way for the people who were more operational and less strategic. And now we're seeing that same scenario play out again in education and in, in retail. I won't name names or named companies but we've seen some pretty famous examples of flame-outs but i wouldn't really call them flame-outs because it, it is only that these people are, and companies are in different stages of their digital evolution and uh, in the beginning maybe what they do need is somebody to come in and lay down the strategy and then someone to come in and actually do the execution it's great if you could have both of those animals in the same person uh, but generally those are two different, completely different types of people. So I think what we're seeing replay in retail and consumer packaged goods and other industries today is just a replay of what happened in advertising and media, you know, five to eight years ago.
1: So essentially you're taking a brick and mortar business to a digital business, maybe changing the, uh, the business models. You're changing the way you touched a customer. All of this is what David, you're saying is going to be the responsibility of the chief digital officer in terms of how effectively this person does. Because since they will be focused on only this, they are likely to do a much better job than someone who has traditionally been a CIO or CMO or have been wearing those roles we have got many other responsibilities they may fall short on those expectations is that a true uh, is that a correct assessment
2: yeah I would I would say their main goal in the beginning is to create the digital strategy and to craft that digital strategy they do have to work with their C-level peers across silos in the industry so they do have to work with the cmo and with the cio and together with the ceo and the board to make sure that that strategy is sound and then the next step is to execute on the strategy and a great example of that is what rachel hot uh... rachel stern hot did here in new york city you know she was chief digital officer under mayor bloomberg and a couple of years back, I think it was 2012, they created a, a two or three year digital roadmap for New York City. And by the time the mayor's office was, uh, was through, you know, last year, they had ticked off every box 100% complete on their, uh, on the, uh, on, on making sure that every piece of the digital strategy was complete. And now it's time, obviously, for a new digital strategy for Mayor de Blasio to come up with, uh, for the city. So, um I think again, it, it goes back to, Um, creating the strategy, number one, and then executing on the strategy. And I would say, too, you know, we've talked about this sort of Steve Jobs coming in. I don't believe that successful CDOs are acting alone. I think the most successful CDOs work together with the CIO and with the CMO and also work with their peers, and they generally have, you know, a small to a medium-sized team, either internally and or externally outsourced, to help them accomplish these goals it rarely happens in a vacuum you know it's not steve jobs saves the world it's more like you know we have to pull together as a team to make sure that hey you know if uh there is disruption in our industry we need to address it instead of you know burying our heads in the sand
1: Sergio, when you look at uh, CDO's role, of course, you know, uh, they very clearly pointed out that this person will have to be a strategist and then get things done. And in order to get things done and in order to be successful, you need a team of people who will be focusing their attention on the digital side of the world for that business. What type of people will require to be part of that team or would you say that cdo could very well be a sort of strategist slash program manager who is going to leverage people from the marketing and technology or it department to realize the strategies and you save a buck because you're reusing the resources you already have and who know the business and get the job done do you think that is a better strategy or you want a captive cdos Team which will just purely have some technical and marketing skills, and they are the ones who will, in an isolated manner, or maybe in collaboration with other departments, deliver on that strategy.
3: Sure, it, it depends on how fast the customers are moving, right? First of all, the chief digital digital officer and his direct staff they need to be big leaders. They are their task with the job of transforming an incumbent, a company that. Maybe it's already successful and is going to market with different ways, and now it needs to find new ways that are completely unknown. That, for an entire organization, is virtually scary. When we're talking about getting the CDO to work directly with the board, with the, uh, the CEO and the other C-suites, I would say that in time, probably in less than a decade, the entire C-suite needs to be digitally proficient. At that point, the role of the CDO will be easier. Today, the chief digital officer and his staff, they need to be very big leaders, leaders with a clear vision, not necessarily directly a strategy right away, but a clear vision of where the business needs to go. And they need to be hands-on in terms of building the strategy according to that vision and bringing that into execution. Now, if CEO allows the chief digital officer to have a large team, then he can take it on and do it on his own and create a parallel business. As the existing business keeps going, he adds a new line of business completely, a new total, new P&L. If that is not possible, then he needs to work with the rest of the organization. It very much depends on what the company wants to do. Both strategies are perfectly acceptable. Um, if the company doesn't want to bring disruption to the marketplace and wants to add this channel to others that exist out there, then it's better to work with a small CDO and CDO team. Otherwise, it's necessary to uh, really create a large organization, one that completely takes over. Uh, if I want to create a new channel and I want to lead in that channel, I clearly need to put a lot of focus there with my organization. However I that's- call the title of the leader, it really doesn't matter. It needs to be an important leader, very capable, and very proficient in the tools that are needed. So now since we're talking about digital, it needs to understand digital marketing. It needs to understand branding, although that's the realm of the CMO uh, because it doesn't want to create harm to the existing brand, right? It needs to understand the digital strategy, Mostly, it needs to understand how to convert the customers in a digital way without necessarily talking to them and creating a face-to-face relationship. So big data, analytics, the understanding of those analytics and bringing facts on the table for the other C-suites, that's very important. That's the only way it will convince the rest of the organization to jump on this and build that business.
1: Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And Dave, when we come back, how about we attempt to build an ideal candidate profile of a CDO? That is, what background, what competencies, what experience, what specific traits does a person need to possess in order for them to be able to confidently take on the position as well as do justice to it? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back.
0: HP is proud to sponsor this program. Tap into our expertise, innovation and services to bring your most important workloads to the cloud.
4: The U.S. and Canada represent just 5% of the global population, but collectively we consume about 35% of the world's resources. Supply is not keeping up with demand, so change is not an option, it's imperative. Siemens brings knowledge to power through modernization, responsible energy consumption, and greening the grid projects. Siemens Smart Grid has the answers. Just Google lead the charge portal.
1: Welcome back. So, Dave, when we were to build uh, CDO's role, I'm sure there are a lot of organizations who have hired. Do you think this just role is morphing or there is a an ideal candidate profile we can lay out for this, even across industries or maybe one per industry?
2: Yeah, there sure is. Fortunately, we've got a lot of good examples now, a lot of job descriptions that are out there because of all the companies that have hired. And, you know, if listeners want to just scroll over, there's four open jobs on our uh, website. If you just scroll over to the CDOclub.com and click on the career development link, you can see basically job descriptions for two, uh, four different companies, you know, and as a matter of fact, I've got to update this site because two of those companies we know have already hired. Um, so here, here, to answer your question directly, what's the, what's the core skill set of some of these CDOs? In the for-profit space, what we're mostly seeing is people who have PL responsibility, that have general management experience, that have basically built businesses before. Good example of that would be one of the recent hires uh at McDonald's. McDonald's just hired a chief digital officer and his background was, you know, he was a GM at the Kindle over at Amazon for quite a few years. Before that, he was a general manager over at Yahoo for years and before that he was on the founding team that built the AOL's uh Greenhouse Fund, the venture capital fund for for AOL so you could see deep experience in digital right C- clearly a digital native um they're strategic they're generally good at, uh, at both strategy and execution uh they're also willing to fail you know they've shown that they have they they're not afraid of failure because i think failure helps with with innovation uh are leaders they've definitely relationship builders in that they have to get buy-in from various stakeholders whether it's the cio the cmo or the t- team that they're managing uh, they're able to recruit and retain high-quality talent. And they're usually entrepreneurial and very innovative. Um, I would say, having said all that, uh, Sergio rightly pointed out in the very beginning of the call that these people all put the customer first. It's not about technology in general. People think it's a digital job, so it's got to be all about technology. But customers have more power in their hand with their smartphones than they've ever had before. And so they're very tech-savvy these days. So you've really got to put the customer first. But now when we break it down into sectors, which the only way to do this position justice is to look at it by sector, because the requirements and the skill sets for a chief digital officer in the media field are completely different uh, from the requirements of a chief digital officer at New York State or New York City or Harvard University. And uh, what we see on that CDO club site on the career development link is exactly that. You know, the MIT technology review if you look at the background that and the job description for that one, they're looking for someone who's clearly a product development person who's built digital products across platforms. The next one is the Corning Museum of Glass. And notice that that one's reporting into the executive director, and that's more about helping the museum fulfill its mission of digitizing some of their assets and putting it online so everyone can view it. And if you look at the very bottom one, University of California, Santa Barbara, they're really looking more for a chief, a chief digital officer that's more of a, Public relations and communications background. Uh, clearly, because it reports into the vice chancellor for public affairs and communications, you can tell right there that they're looking for somebody who's really adept at building out the website and handling customer interactions through all of the social channels, whether it's you know Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or Pinterest. So compl- so as we look at the requirements of a, you know, the skill sets for a CDO, it really depends on the company, it depends on the sector, and it depends on the evolution of, the, of that company in the sector. I hope that answers the question.
1: It definitely does. Now, uh, it also brings up another. Sergio, I'll ask you this. So uh, based on Dave's response that there are people who will be invited to help uh, create strategies, digital strategies to fulfill the mission or do things in terms of creating new products or having product development, et cetera. How, how much time is needed for someone to be able to turn the ship around and bring that digital side of business to fruition? If it is not that long, that person very well might be a consultant who comes in and does this at one place and says, I'm done here. Incremental innovation is not something that I should be hanging around here for and then move on to the next role. Is that what you think the future of this role is going to be?
3: I, I would say no. Uh, I would say that it very much depends on – status of the business in terms of being digitally ready and the customer being digitally proficient and digitally ready i give you the litmus test right if 60 percent of your customers are doing transactions before uh, you actually uh, touch them before you have an interaction with them a physical interaction or somebody on the phone talking to them right Uh, then if you don't have a cdo you are in trouble um that's that's an extreme case there are sectors that are already there and they're desperate for a cdo if they don't have one and they're making up with whatever they have in the c-suite um others are really stepping up and bringing a cdo but there are so many sectors out there and i go back to the industrial examples that are not necessarily there take for example mining over the last few years i have seen a dramatic transformation I've gone out to visit some of these largest mines that are somewhere in the world, right, in Chile, in Australia, uh, all around the world. And these are people that, if you will, they're playing with big toys. Uh, There's big machinery. There's a lot of dust. There's a lot of crunching of dirt or or stones uh, to produce whatever they are producing um, at the end of the process. Well, communication is very difficult in those particular cases. And data is hard to touch, to get, and it would be very important, right? Safety is another important thing there as we talked before. And what you see is that with digital, you now are able to bring technology to the equipment, bring technology to actually the suits that these people are wearing. And so you can measure the health, you can measure the status of the equipment, you can measure the probability that there is a failure in the entire system from a very remote location. And you can actually gather all this data, put it all together, and understand how a mine, surface mine, live surface mine in Australia that is doing coal, and a, uh, for example, mine at 4,000 meters in Chile that is doing copper, they may have very similar problems, and they may help each other in solving those things and bring better safety out there. That's all about digital. That's all about creating new systems and new technologies. Companies need to bring all those tools to those mines to make those mines more capable of gathering information and making sure that there is safety there. It's all happening.
1: Yeah, go ahead, go ahead.
3: It's all happening. It's all happening right now, and it's unstoppable. And that's why we all need to be ready to save them.
1: So, David, if you were to look at the team or this department, if you will, What would be the lieutenants looking like? Of course, this person at the top has the own skill sets, etc. Who do you want? Or if you were to be given a choice to have the CDO uh, define their cabinet, if you will, who would those be?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's look at some concrete examples here. You know, the CDO for BBC, Daniel Heath, over in London. You know, he has hundreds of people reporting to him, uh, both in London, in India, you know, all across the world. In some of the museums, for example, Sri Shree Srinivasan at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, there's about 50, 60, uh, maybe up to 70 people reporting up to him. And um, you know uh, it, some of the other museums may not have as big a team. I think that's quite a large team for a museum. Um, and then when we look at some of the other chief digital officers like uh, David Payne over at Gannett, you know, uh, probably 50 to 100 people in combination with outsourcing uh, stuff. And the kinds of things that those people are working on uh, depend again on the industry and on the company. Or the organization, but in general, you want someone who's, you know, your web savvy guy, um... who can, you know, help with the, uh, building out the website, uh, related to that, um anyone, uh, working hand in hand with the uh, marketing team to make sure that any of the new, uh, products are being delivered, uh, delivered and the message is being delivered through not only, uh, traditional channels, but also through social and mobile channels. I would also have somebody who's, you know, key to me, and I think key To this whole, to the success of a CDO's initiative is really running with the data. Who owns the data from the customers? You know, in the past it was, uh, you know, data acquisition and data integration was obviously a key role for the CIO, but now we have so much more data coming in from mobile applications and from Facebook and from Twitter and from social channels that there's a real battle going on as to, you know, is this proprietary to the sales department, the marketing department, or should the data analytics group be a services organization to the entire company and to the entire organization? I kind of lean towards the latter. Because data is is everything these days. That's the company goldmine, and you need to be able to act on that data. Uh, you know, we have lots of data, but not enough insight. You know, is the saying going around? And we really need not only those number crunchers and the people that are good at understanding the data, but also those that are more behavioral scientists and um, uh, psychiatrists, uh, psych- psychologists who can understand the meaning behind that data in order to give the sales team and the rest of the organization actionable insights that they can take action on to help improve customer experience or sell more products or in the case of a government agency cutting out the friction between the governed and the government and so um you know that to me would be um the the big question of the day is wh- where does the data analytics team sit but those would be some of the major and then of course there's product development you know uh, where does the product development and the R&D team sit? And usually we're seeing in helping a CDO build a digital business, sort of the innovators and the folks that are doing uh, development sit uh, under the chief digital officer. But I'm wondering if uh, you're seeing the same thing, Sergio. Uh, yeah, so just, absolutely. I've, you're... Seen,
3: I've seen a lot of that. Um, one thing that I'd like to add, actually, is you talk about the skills, right? P N L responsibilities, innovation, entrepreneurial product expertise, and then all those specifics uh, by sector. One thing that I like to add, and I don't know, you probably have not seen it there based on your statistics, but it's, it's, it's a dream for me. I want somebody that really understands the customer, so somebody that has carried the bag, somebody that has had sales responsibility. Um, a chief commercial officer that has also been a PNL leader and has also been a product management leader and a CMO
2: is probably a great candidate for this type of role. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a good point. And it's it is customer first. You know, this is the it, IBM just came out with their 2013 survey. It came out I think yesterday. And they're saying the same thing it's these digitally enfranchised and empowered consumers are leading they're actually leading the tech teams right uh i mean you b y o d for those who are not familiar bring your own device um you know cut- in it, that that means that um you know employees are bringing in their uh iphones and their droids and uh they generally don't want the BlackBerry anymore. You know, this is the case two years ago. It's still the case today that the consumers are the ones who are driving IT. And I think that goes back to what you said in the beginning, Sergio, that we really need in the digital suite someone who's listening to the customer because the, the customer is the empowered, uh, you know, the, the person that should drive everything and not uh, have the data lead you in d- different uh, directions. It really should be, uh, you should really be listening to the customer.
1: Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And uh, Dave, I'm going to pick on that uh, response you gave about the data uh, being important for organizations and somebody should be handling it. Now, guess what? There is another CDO, Chief <laughs> Data Officer. Correct. And they are themselves trying to find a way in order to become enough create enough influence and or even control of that data so that they can add value. And here comes another CDO who's saying that I'm going to leverage that data to find innovation and uh, be able to create more revenue opportunities, profitability, etc. So with two new roles are coming and trying to get themselves introduced, and both of them are uh, not at, in a position to be able to exert that much influence, what are the risks for an organization to be able to, to, who are attempting to do this, because they might be trying to get these two new roles introduced, but maybe they're not ready. That's a great
2: question. Are we going to break or do you want me to answer?
4: The U.S. and Canada represent just 5% of the global population, but collectively we consume about 35% of the world's resources. Supply is not keeping up with demand, so change is not an option, it's imperative. Siemens brings knowledge to power through modernization, responsible energy consumption, and greening the grid projects. Siemens Smart Grid has the answers. Just Google lead the charge portal.
0: If you have a question or comment, call toll free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Here's Sun Joke All.
1: Welcome back. So, million dollar question, uh Dave, how do we get CDO and the CDO, which is Chief Digital Officer and Chief Data Officer either coexist? When we do not know what the organizational readiness is, and in order for us to be able to do that, what do we want organization to be doing before they invite any or either of these roles or maybe at least start with the uh, chief digital officer role?
2: It's a very timely question, Sami, because we've got, um, you know, just to give listeners a background, if, you know, the first chief digital officer was hired in 2005 and we've doubled every year since then and we're looking at between 1,000 and 1,500 this year, the first chief data officer was hired around the same time around 2003 we saw the first chief data officer hired and that's been growing and now it's expected to go even further and I've again I think one of the only ones who's actually tracking all these people and coming up with the numbers and I thought it would be remiss if I didn't present my CDO talent map this year in April on both chief data and chief digital so you're gonna see some kind of unique and original stats coming from that. But why the growth of chief data officers? Well, you saw in the the chief data officer position really came out of the big analytics companies. You know, let's face it, Google, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, they all have, whether you call it chief data officer, chief data scientist, chief marketing technologist, they all have people, entire teams that are managing their data and so others got the clue that this is a very important position to have and the next thing you know this started taking off mostly in the municipal sector because both federal state and local you've got these open data initiatives where governments are sort of required to get their data out to the public so that people can build you know crowdsourced apps and other kinds of interesting applications on top of the data. So then you saw this position explode into municipal. The other place it exploded in the chief data officer was around 2008 when the financial meltdown occurred. Government stepped in and said, you know what, banks and financial and insurance companies, you need to take better control over your data. We need to make sure there's governance and compliance you know you need somebody who's familiar with taxonomies and uh especially um uh, security and permissions so you know data is a huge issue right now and so you see the rise of at the same time you see the rise of the chief digital officer which is generally a customer-focused position that's building new products and building new businesses and is sort of front-loaded, the chief data officer is more in the back end looking at the data and working together with uh, the marketing team and the CIO uh, to make sure this data makes sense. You can get the data in the right hands at the right time in order to do something effectively. So I think they're both going to They're both going to grow parallel, but I do believe over the long term, we'll find there will be a lot more chief data officers in the world than chief digital officers, and you're going to see them again across all sectors. We're just starting to see that cross-sector growth now, but traditionally, it's been strong in the Internet industry than uh, municipal – by that, I mean local, state, and regional government – and now you're also seeing it explode in banking, finance, and insurance. We just had Wells Fargo hire a CDO. Bank of America just hired one. So, uh, and these are high-paying jobs as well. They may not report into the CEO. They may report into a line unit, but they're you know two to three times the pay sometimes uh, that a chief digital officer might make.
1: Sergio, to that, uh, do you think it is better from an organizational readiness is to make sure that a chief data officer comes makes? Uh, best use and sense of the data that exists, because that's what a chief uh, digital officer is supposed to leverage in order to create innovation and uh, create the value that they're expected to. You
3: know, sometimes I like to simplify when I think I find things too complicated. And uh, I'll give you my simple view of the two different roles. It is not exactly that simple, but you can start from there and then add on that, Right. right? Chief data officer is not responsible for a p and uh, It takes data and it transforms that in actionable information, but it does not act on the data. The action is taken by the rest of the organization, the rest of the C-suite. Maybe it's taken also by the chief digital officer, if you have one. The chief digital officer, as we said before a few times, they've mentioned three or four times, right? PNL leader, that's very important. You need somebody that is a big leader. So if he has a PNL. and uh you probably need to take some of that data from the chief data officer and transform that in something that is completely an action that delivers sales to the entire organization um that's paramount for me those two different roles need to have a completely different approach out there is this helping
1: yes it is and and you know it helps clarify so you're saying that uh, chief digital officers are more connected to the top-line growth, whereas CDO, which is Chief Data Officer, is essentially helping build the right platform and perhaps stabilize in terms of what a business does on a regular day-to-day basis and perhaps provide an input to the Chief Digital Officer to create that top-line growth.
3: Correct. And in fact, the Chief Data Officer, if he has data that is relevant to new product development, he may help the product leader there, right? If it has data that is related to traditional customers and traditional channels to market and channel partners or influencers that are out there, he may help the chief marketing officer, right? If he has data about how the systems internally are working, we heard David talking about how the CIO focuses on compliance on internal things, right? Uh, if he has data on in that internal structure, uh, he may help the CIO and and so forth and so on. Many, many other functions c uh, can be
2: helped by the data. Yeah, can I jump on that, sir? Please do. I mean, look, we all know the promise of big data. Its promise and potential is, you know, we'll have better and more personalized products. We'll have more effective marketing, stronger brand awareness, even internally, more efficient internal processes and increased sales, better customer service, better customer retention. But I think, and over the last few months, to amplify that, we've seen uh, chief digital officers hired literally over the last few months, Wells Fargo, Citigroup, uh USAA, Capital One Bank, JP Morgan Chase. Um but the challenge is, you know, that there's so much data out there but not enough insight. And I think this is true across companies and nonprofits and government. So the question would be what, why is there this bottleneck? And I think generally there's the absence of a clear executive level directive declaring I think, you know, organizations, companies, nonprofits They need to declare, we're going to become a data-driven enterprise. We want to become what Google is. We want to, not what Google is, but we want to do with data, right? What Google does with data. We want to do with our customer data what Amazon and Netflix does. They're successful. You know, why shouldn't we be looking at them as, uh, 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 you know, as examples of where we need to be? And I think most CEOs... When you ask them about their data, they kind of, their eyes glaze over. You know, like most people when you ask them about data, it's, you know, kind of a boring topic. But you need really a strategic, organizational-wide initiative to create a structure and systems To capture that data to analyze it and then to communicate the right data at the right time to the right business decision makers in order to be successful and i think that's why companies are hiring chief data officers now because they haven't been there let's face it even in the banks you would think the banks which are data-driven culture to begin with you'd kind of scratch your head and say why do they all need chief digital officers and it goes back to i believe they're not making the most of that data 99 percent of it goes unanalyzed and the one percent of it you know uh, is not enough
1: all right so 30 seconds each Sergio starting with you what do you think are the top two or three things that uh, a chief digital officer should be doing in the first 90 to six months 90 days to six months in order for them to slay the right foundation
2: in the first sure, right? ninety days, you know, first thing is lay out the strategy, and so that would be number one. Number two, you've got to work across silos to build that strategy. So I would say build working relationships with all of your peers, your team, and management above you, whether it's CEO and the board. And then I'd say number three is you know pick up a wrench and start executing on the plan. Sergio, uh, to me is get to know the customer, influencers, and channel
3: partners. I mentioned that before. Understand what technologies are available to serve the customer and assess the technology gap and establish clear metrics, well-founded on revenue growth. That's paramount. It's all about revenue growth, top line.
1: On behalf of the show and our listeners, I'd really like to thank you both, Dave and Sergio, for sharing your thoughts on how, the chief digital officers are positioned to really bring great amount of value to the businesses which choose to get them on board and of course have the right due diligence and organizational readiness put in place. Thank you so much again. Like us on Facebook, search for CIO Talk Radio and be sure to follow us on Twitter. Thank you again for listening to CIO Talk Radio. This is Sanjog All, your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless.
0: Thank you for tuning in to CIO Talk Radio.